0: Five, six, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engines running, commit liftoff.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to SWAT Radio on Monday, January 30th. This is David Gray along with my good friend Brad Sykes. Uh, Doug McCary is going to be away this week. And we are glad you've joined us. Uh, We are at 844-777-7928 if you want to call us with a question or comment. And for those of you who haven't listened for a while or who may be new to SWAT radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we are an outworking of uh, Bible studies under that name of SWAT that uh, Doug McCary has led in, in the Jacksonville area and various locations for 10, 12 years now, yeah. it's got to be uh, right. Yeah, right about 10 years, I think. And so we are, we are uh, on, the, on the radio each week going through uh, that uh, the text that Doug has been teaching uh, the previous week in the Bible study. You can always hear past programs of SWAT Radio on the SWAT Radio app or at SWATRadio.com, and uh, would encourage you to do that if you ever miss any. But we've been working through Acts, and we are— in Acts chapter twenty, verses twenty-two to twenty-seven, that we'll get into today. But let me take a breath and say hello, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How's it going, man? I'm okay. How are well, you? you know, I'm I'm good. I'm sorry to, um, in a way, I'm sorry to have you in here with me today. But uh, you and I both got uh, word from Doug over the weekend that um, they've had some. Um, we'll just pray for his mother, Aileen, um, who has um, is going to have some challenges in the days ahead. And so we want to keep Aileen uh, uh, McCary and James, her husband, Doug's dad, in in your prayers this week. Uh, Not my will, but God's will, is that uh, you and I would get to hang out all week. So uh, (laughs) I'm I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be praying for Doug in the days ahead. And just, uh, you know, God brings these types of, Events and circumstances into our life uh, to kind of prove our prove our faith, yeah. test our faith, yeah. and to glorify Him, yeah. even in the midst of kind of some some difficult
1: news that we right. got yesterday. Right. So, we uh, one of the lessons we had in Acts back, you know, maybe this was right before Christmas. This may have been one of the uh, crank phone calls we got from yeah. Doug. I, I think you were away, but right. The lesson where we talk about God. Isn't the source of attacks or evil, but they happen because we live in a fallen world. Satan is the prince of the power of the air, the prince of this world. And but God uses the circumstances of those attacks to draw us closer to Himself yeah, and make us right. more dependent. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> that's right. Boy, I can relate. I'm, you know, Doug and I are very close in age, as as are you. And you know, I'm I've been dealing over the last couple of years with aging parent issues and mm. parent health issues and had the death of one of my parents and, uh, it's tough. It's it tough. tough. It's tough to see yeah. your parents suffering and, and, and mm-hmm. having problems. And of course it's tough to, to lose them. But, um, but we know we, you know, we have hope, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
2: Uh, well, I've, I've been there too with my mother and <clears throat> several years ago and she died of ALS oh, that's to, right. to be, yeah. you know, to kind of have a, 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 front row seat to that, uh, was, both uh, challenging, troubling, but at the same time God honoring mm. uh, to get to watch. And yes. I know I'm I'm very privileged to be able to say that to have watched my my own father really care for his bride mm. in mm. a way that uh, you know maybe I wouldn't have seen had, had right. that uh, illness not affected her, right? Impacted her.
1: Right. We we said something similar <laughs> when my mom died. Uh, We being her children, my siblings, um, and my, um, you know, my siblings, my brother in law and sister in law, um, while it was awful, I I referred to it as it it was about a week period where she was dying and then died. I said it was the best, worst week ever. Mm -hmm. And that sounds strange to say, but. <clears throat> but there were so many uplifting things and great things about that week, and the closeness with God, the closeness with each other, watching my mother not be afraid, um, keeping her sense of humor. You know, I think I might have mentioned this on the air, and we actually put this in in her obituary. But at one point, you know, she wasn't even saying much a few days mm-hmm. before she died, and uh, the nurse came in and said, "Donna, are you comfortable?" And she said, "I make a fair living." The old Whether that's an old Henny Youngman line. That's, or, that's good. Or, uh, but she uh, she said that. So anyway, well, moments like that can be, do, God works in those to yeah, he does. make us closer. He with does.
2: Them. James says to consider it pure joy. It's, it's hard to do, and I think in the flesh that's impossible. In fact, I'm excited even as we look at the text this week that verse 22 begins with the fact that Paul was bound in the spirit, mm. you know, so oftentimes we're bound in the flesh yeah. and the flesh just our human nature is not to rejoice in suffering, right? It, it's not to consider joy when we encounter various trials. Only can we do that in the spirit when we know that those trials are meant for good, mm-hmm. that God, God can use those. And Doug wanted us really, he just said, pray for comfort for his dad, and. Um, Pray for rest for his mom. In fact, he said uh, he said my mom told me a little uh, over a month ago that she was ready to go when the Lord called her home. Mm. And maybe that's you know I was thinking as you were sharing that a minute ago, <clears throat> you know maybe that's an, a a week we need to do where we we talk about
1: you know that are, are you ready? We don't talk about death very much. No, we don't in the church. <clears throat> um, we really don't. And and I, and again, I I understand. Not everybody's favorite topic. But on the other hand, biblically, Paul says to live is Christ, but to die is gain. <laughs> yeah. And that challenges me. Do I really believe oh, that? And, and Which think we're going to
2: look a little, that's going to be a lot of what we're going to talk about yeah. this week in this yeah. text is that how attached to the world are we? Yeah. How in the grips of the world are we today? Yeah. And, you know, as, as those of us who have the freedom of living in America, and the privileges of a good income and the opportunities to make more. And, you know, it's just very easy to become tight-gripped on the things of this world.
1: Absolutely,
2: I think I shared with you, my wife, Vic, and I are memorizing Colossians 3. And it says, if if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Mm -hmm. Christ is, Mm -hmm. seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in
0: glory." Mm-hmm.
2: He, he says, "Therefore put away put, put away the things of this world: sexual immorality, impurity, passion, covetousness, idolatry you know, and, and you start to let those words marinate in your heart and in your soul and in your mind, you start to realize, man, I'm attached mm-hmm. to this
1: world. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm attached to the things that this world yep. has to offer. And it's not that some of those things aren't good things, right? But boy, we we're attached to them,
1: as in we worship them. Yep. And uh, attached to them, and and I think it's also in our human nature, as opposed to our spiritual nature in Christ. It's it, it, it's common to fear what we don't know. Absolutely. You know, I think about an example as silly as when you're younger, or even maybe when I'm still this age. You know, going on a getting ready to go on a scary ride at an amusement park, right? The thinking about it and the fear Mm -hmm. of what's it going to be like is a big factor in in, in your dread of it. And I think that with, you know, obviously death is much more serious than an amusement park ride, but but the idea that fear would be associated with the unknown. But while there are some things we don't know, there's a lot we do know. And we don't, that's why the, you know, Paul writes, "We don't, we don't grieve or mourn mm-hmm. as those with no hope, yeah, because we right. do have knowledge, yeah. we do have hope, we do have revelation from God about what's waiting for us." Now, Amen. now we also have the <coughs> verse that says, "No, no, I, you know, mind has imagined, no eyes well, seen, no ear has heard." So there's a lot, but that's all good. <laughs> that, that's written in a good context, not in a context right. to make us fearful. So, well,
2: it's interesting that you use the reference of of roller coaster if you will uh so i actually one of the guys that i disciple and spend a lot of time with as another SWAT brother I actually used that reference i used the reference of a roller coaster uh, do you remember and i'm sure you have read the, you have ridden this roller coaster down in disney i think it is it's called rockin roller coaster yeah
1: the <clears throat> the, the aerosmith themed yeah, so, roller so
2: coaster, I, i'll right. never forget getting on that roller coaster and kind of in light of what you're talking about, if you remember that roller coaster it, from, a, from the, a standstill, I think it gets up to like yeah. 65 miles an hour right. just in an instant. Right. In fact, it's apparently shot off just as a airplane would be shot mm. off of an aircraft wow. carrier. yeah. And the reality is it shoots you into darkness. And there's, there is a, a fear there because – if you've never ridden the roller coaster, you're going into darkness. You don't you don't know when the turns are. You don't even know that this thing's going to slow down at some point. And I remember that first time I got on that thing, yeah. and there was fear.
1: Yeah, now, once the
2: thing started moving, I started to enjoy it. And it's, it's probably not a great analogy, but I think the reality, you're right. Yeah. There, there's fear in the unknown. But the beauty of God's Word is we're not in the unknown. We're not in darkness. Now, as you said, no eye has heard. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what is to come. Mm. And, man, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, what if you'd have gotten on that roller coaster with a manual that said, hey, this thing's going to get up to about 65 miles an hour, (laughs) and then you're going to hit a loop-de-loop in the black lights, and it's going to be amazing. You'd have been like, bring it on, let's do it. Right, right. Right. Into your reference of Paul saying to die as Christ. Yeah to live is Christ to die is gain and
1: and and what you just said about the knowledge how, being walking with the spirit being in the word is the way that we can eliminate fear right yeah. that, that again i don't a chapter and verse but the you know perfect love drives out fear mm-hmm. so this idea that the closer we grow to Christ in this life the less we will fear mm-hmm. you know what's coming at, at death point. because we know it's yeah. It's uh, been conquered. So we're going to take our first break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Uh, We'll be right
0: back. Come on back and join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio, while Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife, Vicki, are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at Guardian Group, the Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself, pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help, but I know i never win this war, I can never be, never be free without you, I can never be, never be me without you. Welcome back to SWAT
1: Radio, everyone, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Here, coming to you from the Salem Center. It is Monday, January 30th, and uh, the month of January has flown by, as we talked about last week. And I was thinking about... wouldn't it be funny if we had come back with the lead-in music to the, with the song "Love Roller Coaster"? I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. That's an old '70s oh, it, you know, wait, disco uh, type song. Ohio, Ohio players, players. The Ohio players, very good. What a great! I mean, you that got was, signed Seinfeld. Play- I'm pulling out. Ohio there you players. go. That's. I was trying to think of the uh, group, yeah. but it was the Ohio Let's players. See, roller coaster. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Say what?
1: <laughs> All right, I'm not doing I'm any love. more of that. Hey, that – wait, roller coaster of love. I think that's – Say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So. I think that's the first time uh, a say what uh, in that inflection <laughs> has ever been uttered on, uh, Swat, on SWAT radio. radio yeah. so. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyway, did you watch any football this weekend? You know,
2: I started uh, – I watched a little of the Philadelphia uh, 49ers game. My uh, son-in-law, Devin, is, a, is from that area, from the San Francisco area and uh, as is my wife yeah as yep. is your wife yep. and uh I obviously with our Jaguars having lost I was rooting for the 49ers because you know of him yeah uh, but it quickly went south yeah. uh, for them Um and so I kind of moved on to something else yeah but and, and strangely enough I did not watch any of the Kansas City game yeah in I, which I, I know I think Kansas City won they did on, <laughs> on a
1: Walk-off field goal. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. uh, and, I, and I didn't watch big chunks of it either, but at the end, um, there was a critical... Mahomes was running out of bounds, um, and uh, it would have been... It, that would have been third down. They would have had to try to kick mm-hmm. the field goal, and mm-hmm. they would have been. it would have been a 50-plus-yard field goal, maybe a 55-yard field goal, and a guy from the Bengals just hit him really late after he was oh, well really? out of bounds, really shoved him, got the, got the late-hit penalty... Uh, they were able to – that was a 15 yard penalty. Anyway, it wound up being a 40 yard field goal as opposed to like a 55 yard field goal, and and the kid from uh, the guy from Kansas City made it. So so it's Kansas so if he, City. If he
2: wouldn't have made it, they would have lost. It or? would have been tied. It would have gone to overtime. <laughs> okay. The game gotcha. was tied at 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So
1: um, so Kansas City and the Eagles. I don't think I uh, in believe, the Super Bowl, Yeah, right? believe the Eagles were as good as they are, but yeah, they really took it to the 49ers. So. Well, anyway.
2: I, I was kind of I'm surprised I did not watch that because I, I'm kind of a I like Burroughs. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was quite a show. That's going to be a, a long time rivalry. It looks like Joe Burroughs and uh, Joe Burrow and uh, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So yeah. and in the San Francisco game, the great story of uh, you know Brock Purdy, the yeah. the quarterback for the uh, 49ers, who was true mr Irre- irrelevant he was the last guy taken in the draft
2: yeah when they say that is that the last person in the first round no literally round the or...
1: last pick of the draft <clears throat> oh, come on the last so what is it eight rounds is it eight yes i, oh, I, it, I don't even know how lot. many rounds it is but he's he was i believe wow. the last pick in the draft and they always refer to that guy now obviously this guy is still a really good football player but they always refer to that guy as mr irrelevant that's, That's kind of the nickname over the years. And now, he, certainly
2: he would not have been their second pick. Uh, Garoppolo's? Is that? Is that the. Garoppolo main, was their main starter, starter, right? He
1: got hurt. And, uh, Did the second guy get hurt too? No, no, I think Purdy was their backup <laughs> okay. quarterback. Wow. Uh, well, I, I take that back. They had another guy um, that they took last year, and I can't remember his name now, and I don't remember yeah. what happened to him. Yeah. But anyway, Purdy's a believer. and, oh, really? and okay. he And he's the first. Um, guy to be taken a first rookie to win like 10 straight to end the season come in as a backup there was wow. some crazy wow. stat but anyway it was a good story and but he got hurt in the first half of the game yesterday and anyway yeah good yeah. football talk but yeah exactly we'll take your calls here at sports radio uh,
2: <laughs> hey one quick uh, a couple of quick announcements and you and I mentioned this on Friday uh, this Friday in fact this Friday and Saturday, There is a conference called Living Without Lust. You think that's a topic for our day today? I would say so. You know, if you are a a Christian leader, therapist, healing professional, uh, there's an event Friday night that you might want to come to, and that's here at the Salem Center at 7235 Bonneville Road in Jacksonville. It starts at 630. There's going to be dinner. And um, anyway, that's going to be more for you know, leaders and therapists. And then I think on Saturday, February 4th is the actual conference living without lust. And so, uh, Jay Haig was Doug's guest on Thursday. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that broadcast, I uh, just encourage you go to SWAT radio.com, listen to the past broadcast, pull up, uh, pull up uh, Jay Haig and you can listen to that conversation. Uh, very relevant in our day and, uh, you know this. This you know the sexual temptation, sexual sin, is so prevalent mm-hmm. today in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And and when you see the statistics, even of pastors who struggle in this area, it's it's mind
1: boggling. Yeah. Well, like our pastor likes to say from Ecclesiastes, right? There's nothing new under the sun, yeah. and uh, th- yeah. we know that yeah. this has been a favorite tactic of the enemies, and and it's a weakness of men's flesh going back. Yeah. In time and memoriam. However, to your point, the availability of it, yeah, the access, yeah, the access, mm -hmm. the 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 opportunities to get involved are so much greater, and it's everywhere. And and the triggers for people are not in what what society necessarily would consider pornography, Mm -hmm. but just in mainstream entertainment right it's no it's it's everywhere no
2: it's, it's, look at text- and there's such shame that follows it. oh uh, my gosh you know.
1: yeah absolutely there's a website also for that uh you can go to livingwithoutlust.com. all run together and you can uh, uh, register if you're interested in going uh at that at that site yeah um which makes me
2: realize when we you think about the you know this isn't uh, i mean sin is prevalent everywhere <clears throat> because we're still wrapped in the flesh But this is why I think the importance of being in a small group, being in a one-on-one discipleship relationship, um, you know, having – that's been my heart, my passion for a number of years. It's not that I don't enjoy teaching. I'm going to be teaching tomorrow. Um, I enjoy teaching, but I really enjoy engaging at a one-on-one level, because there are things that just come out in a one-on-one relationship that may not come out no. at a Bible study. That's not to say, <clears throat> and we always want to encourage men, if you're not plugged in to a Bible study, come join us at SWAT Radio. So, I mean, not SWAT Radio, come come join us at one of the SWAT Bible studies, and you can go to SWATRadio.com. You can click on the Meetings tab, and you can see the various locations and the times that we meet and, again, that's, I just want to encourage you, and I know you're the same way, David, encourage guys to come and open the Word together. Yeah. And then out of that, it's been such a fruitful ministry, not just the expository teaching from Doug or whoever is going to teach, you teach, I teach, but it's it's really the relationships that are developed within the
1: context of SWAT. Right, right. I was just thinking as you were saying that, not many guys are going to—and this is the problem with just going, like, to Sunday morning and mm-hmm, doing nothing mm-hmm. else. You're not going to go in with a few hundred people on a Sunday morning, most likely, and get into a conversation with somebody about your struggles with lust mm-hmm. or, or any other sin, right? And maybe, like you said, in, even in a larger Bible study like SWAT, you might not bring that up <laughs> right? in the course of a session, a SWAT study, But it's the study of the Word and the Spirit's working of the Word into your heart that will convict us to take action, to go and talk to somebody else, to talk to somebody we know from SWAT, to talk to somebody we trust and know from a small group at church but those things are usually handled more in a one-on-one totally. type of relationship um and rightly so absolutely rightly so you know when <clears throat> yeah, the bible we're talking says
2: about airing our dirty laundry exactly
1: and mo- and a lot and there's a lot of people that aren't going to understand what you're struggling with yeah. now they may be now i look at my life and i realize that you know you, when i was younger especially there were times where i would look at people and say why do you have a problem with that just stop what's yeah. wrong with right. you right, <laughs> right. But as I've gotten older and gone through my own life and had my own struggles, you know, that's one of the things I think God does in community, right? We we share each other's burdens and help each other because we've all had different experiences, but it helps us yeah. to understand somebody yeah. else's struggles. Oh, man, 100%. I was
2: thinking of John 1:5, let light the the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not comprehend mm, it. Right. The idea that when the gospel comes into those dark crevices of your heart, they should lead us to repentance, and which we covered a little bit last week. Our pastor uh, is teaching on uh, the the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and yesterday was on the boastful pride of life. Mm. And I came away so convicted over areas where I have been so prideful. Man, it's interesting how how pride really masquerades itself. Yes. You know, I was telling Vicky on the way home you know i mean I'm, i i rejoice because christ died for that in my life i just think sometimes i don't think i'm that prideful <laughs> there go pride mm-hmm. you know right. the idea of looking at people and saying how can you not get this right. you know right. and paul says hey such were some of you uh, yeah you know
1: absolutely and i and again i do think that that's I want to remember the verse where it says, "Should we go on sinning, so grace will abound?" By no means, right? Exactly. So I'm not suggesting that, but we go through experiences in our life and sin that God doesn't cause, but God redeems our lives and He changes us through those experiences, and we take those experiences and we can help other people, right? Oh, absolutely. That's the that's the beauty
2: of the word. You know. if we've overcome anything, we've only overcome it by the power of the gospel. Right, that's right. Paul says, I'm not ashamed
1: because it is the power unto salvation. Absolutely. Thank God, right? Thank God is right. We are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us, and we will be right back after the break. I'm just i want to let that song play out a little longer. I, I almost started singing
0: it and when the light
2: went on. I was thinking people don't want to hear that. No, anymore. we've sung
1: enough with Love Roller Coaster <laughs> earlier, so we yeah, don't exactly. want to do that. But anyway, well, welcome well. back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is going to be out this week uh, dealing with his folks and some medical issues that they're having. And uh, we are glad you're with us. Um, Brad, before the break, you were talking about uh, uh, the Living Without Lust conference that's happening this weekend, and I know that uh, there's another big event coming up in February uh, in Jacksonville. Yeah,
2: thanks for that reminder. Uh, Saturday, February 25th. So you've got a little time, get it on your calendar early. The Iron Sharpens Iron Conference, the National Men's Equipping Conference, is going to be taking place here in Jacksonville at Mandarin Presbyterian Church. Um, you can go to ironsharpensiron.net, and you will find the address. It's 2501 Loretta Road here in Jacksonville, Florida. And that is a, a one-day conference. And, um, you know, so often, remember the old Promise Keeper days? Yes. They were yep. phenomenal conferences. In fact, I think they're still doing a few of those. But, uh, you know, they were often a weekend <clears throat> the Iron Sharpens Iron conferences are a, a day, and uh, they are powerful. They are loaded. Uh, in fact, our good friend Brian Doyle, who is the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron, um, former former I shouldn't say a former Navigator, uh, but he was on staff with the Navigators for years. He's been my guest here a few times, and I just I love Brian his his uh, his knowledge of God's Word. Uh, we're we're we, we enjoy kind of hanging out together because he'll challenge me on verses he's memorizing and hiding in his heart and just so encouraging to hear him. But he's going to, he'll obviously be at this. He lives in Jacksonville now and uh, he'll be one of the speakers, Jay P- Penton, Rex Tigner, uh, JT McGraw, Thomas McMillan, Brian Carter. And then there'll be a number of uh, breakout sessions going on. And uh, those are kind of neat. So you kind of have a, you have a guy speaking from the stage, and then there are various breakout sessions that you can choose to go to. From I'm I'm doing one on becoming a man of the word. There's going to be one building your band of brothers. That's pretty important. Discipling men to disciple men. Mm. How about that one? And then uh, don't go broke, men of money. Uh, it's time for a do-over. And uh, that's by Rex Tigner. Um, and then men who pray, care, and share. Uh, pastoring the men of your church, uh, raising godly boys. Mm-hmm. So this is not exclusive to us old guys, uh, taking your marriage off autopilot. That'll be one of the breakout sessions. And then how about work? It's not a four letter word. Uh, anyway, uh, go to IronSharpensIron.net. Check it out. Come join us. Um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. It's, I've been before. It's a, it's a great event. Well worth the, uh, the effort to get there and, uh, hopefully we'll pray it goes well. Um, last week, uh, you know, we talked this week, we're in Acts chapter 20 verses 22 to 27. Last week we looked at Acts 20 verses 13 to 21. And just to do a, a very high level, uh, recap of that, this is the passage where Paul is, um, is leaving Ephesus and, um, he's, uh, Luke is con- uh, recording the fact that they're going to set sail to go to um, Troas, I believe, if I've got the names of the yep. cities right. And Paul decides when they when they on the first leg of the trip he walks right. They they right. go by by ship and Paul walks. And we talked a little bit about you know leaders needing to be alone with God to think and to pray, and certainly uh, remembering that Jesus did that so often. And we talked about all the ports and the cities that he went past that had. Relevance to yeah. to philosophy and literature and art and, and psychology and all of this stuff. But Paul bypasses all of those places to get um, to Troas. And, and remember, he's kind of rushing a little bit to get home to Jerusalem uh, for Pentecost. And again, the idea there is he wants one more crack at his right. countrymen to, to, to preach to them. And, um, and then we see in verses 17 through 21, we talked about Paul... Um, being seeing Paul as the pastor-teacher there as opposed to the evangelist. And this was—I was surprised to learn that, that that little section there, 17 to 21, is Paul's only recorded sermon, yeah, if yeah, you will, to yeah. the believers, to the, to the church. And anyway, the three main points that we wanted to look at from that passage were that God calls us to remember his servant Paul and to attain his desire to humbly serve the Lord um, and also to appropriate— Paul's devotion and then finally to advance his declaration that that through all of that that we that Paul has been through those uh he he was determined he was was there anybody more devoted than Paul well, I mean he was all. just he not he was all. not going to be stopped And, and I so. mean it
2: ta- we know that Paul he he's running this race and he's he's ending well because I think it's important for our listeners to know that Paul's ministry is winding down. I mean, and I say winding down, it's not because he's retiring, <laughs> Yeah, okay. you know, his ministry is winding down. He's headed back to Jerusalem where he's already, he already knows he's yeah. going to face persecution, and ultimate death. Yeah. And yet, you know, of course, he did get on board the ship at some point. I think in Essos and went to Mytilene. Yes. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, he bypasses Ephesus, does not stop in Ephesus, and when he gets to where he's going, he sends for the elders, right. and these 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 elders come uh, and spend time with him, and that's where you know he he lays out this the importance of of uh, serving the Lord humbly, stewarding the Lord's. Uh, uh his his message and being surrendering to just trusting the lord and what he's up to yeah you know i was just thinking about doug even yesterday as he's making his way back home to mississippi you know you you make it you turn
1: and you go you don't know what's
2: happening but you're trusting the right. lord right. that the lord's got
1: this yeah. yeah a lot of parallels too between jesus last trip to jerusalem yes, and Paul. Exactly. Knowing, exactly knowing what was awaiting them and uh and and i the phrase you know there's a phrase in that passage from last week where paul says to the ephesian elders i didn't shrink back yeah exactly. isn't that a great phrase oh, i man. didn't shrink a- back
2: absolutely well, and, and the the impact that paul had in ephesus that the three years that he spent in yeah. ephesus yep. and, and we see paul the pastor shepherd rather than paul the evangelist yeah. and not that one's Better than the other. They're they're part of our call, yeah. and uh, and just
1: from a human standpoint, how hard it must have been for him to to leave yeah, them, yeah, and to have that final time with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure that was was difficult in a lot of ways, but hope filled as well.
2: Well, I, I I'm very convicted sometimes when Doug says something like this. You've heard it. You've heard him say this. What what if the the church practiced your evangelism techniques and your discipleship techniques. You know, what what if we as the church adopted what you're doing? And unfortunately, most of us maybe aren't evangelizing. Most of us are not making disciples right. and yet right. you and I talked about this on Friday, the importance of knowing that your time here on earth is going to come to an end. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing? how are you stewarding over The gospel message. Paul told Timothy, he said, guard the good deposit. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of uh, 1 Peter 4.10, which says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's grace. We have been given a stewardship over the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here you see this handing off of the baton that Paul gives to these guys. That he's spending time with And we're going to look this week That God reminds us That we're called to be directed By the control of the Holy Spirit Number two We're driven We're to be driven by the commission Of the Lord Jesus Christ And thirdly We'll look at this on Wednesday Is we're to be dependable In the communication of God's truth Mm -hmm. And so I think You know with that said Maybe we need to read the text that we're in. And again, you mentioned we're in Acts 20, verses 22 through 27. Um, you want to read it? Yeah, want me to sure. Read it? Go no, ahead. I'm having to it right here. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice anyway. That's okay.
1: So Acts uh, 20, 22 to 27. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you, none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. May God bless the reading of his word. And I read one extra verse there. I like that. Verse I like that.
2: Actually, be on guard. Yeah, we're going to touch on that, I know, this week at SWAT. And, you know, I think there's, uh, let me just say it again. Um, And God reminds us in this passage that we are called to be directed and controlled by the Holy Spirit in verses 22 and 23. We're driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus in verse 24 and thirdly. Were to be dependable in the communication of God's truth, twenty-five through twenty-seven, and and you know it's it's interesting. I, I have this, and again, I was doing my my discipleship with another brother on Friday, and we were working through this text. And it says there, and I'm look. I'm actually in the New American Standard. It says now, and now, behold, bound in spirit. How important is it that as we're going our way, that I'm, he's on his way to Jerusalem? Listen, knowing what's coming in Jerusalem, you'd have to go to Jerusalem bound in the Spirit. Because knowing what's coming, right. your flesh does not want to go through that. Correct. And yet he says, I'm, I'm bound in the Spirit, meaning I'm controlled by the Spirit. Mm. I'm being led by the Spirit. Yep,
1: yep. And there's a lot of other... Passages, maybe we'll look at a couple of them when we come back in scripture that talk about being led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah, and, there, and, and there, there's no shortage of those. No, no. And you're right, we would not do it uh, in our own strength or in our own flesh. So we are going to take our last break of the day here on SWAT radio. If you have a question or a comment, call us at 844 777 7928. We'd be happy to talk to you and do the best we can to answer your question. Uh, This is David Gray along with Brad Sykes, and we will be right back after the break.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word, and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation.
1: parts and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
0: They say sometimes you win some,
2: sometimes you lose some right
0: now, right now, I'm losing bed. Stood on this stage night
1: after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. It'll David Gray and Brad right Sykes, glad to be with you here from the Salem Center in Jacksonville. Uh, as we said before the break, call us at 844 777 7928 if you have a question or a comment. And we are looking this week at Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 27. We just uh, read that passage and we were getting into the first uh, of our main points here that God reminds us that we are to be called, that we are called to be directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. And boy, we see that with Paul here.
2: Well,. Y- as believers, well, all of us, we're either being controlled by the spirit or we're being controlled by the flesh. Mm-hmm. There's only two real options there, and Paul says, "I am bound." The, yeah. the idea, uh, that word "bound," it's a, it's a great word. Uh, I don't know what other translations are saying. I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm, that word "bound" just stands out to me. Yeah, because I think of the times when when uh, Paul was bound. In prison, you know, in shackles. It's kind of that imagery
1: A slave slave to righteousness.
2: It's not a negative right. term necessarily in in this context. Correct. It's that he's saying I am controlled by the spirit. Yeah. And I wonder that that was you know I kinda of, as I'm working through text like this, I immediately put question marks to the side. Am I bound by the spirit? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, most of the time I'm not, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And you know, I not that I want to get too far down this rabbit trail. This will be for another program, but if you think about it, believers are the only ones who can be bound by the spirit right. or bound by the flesh, right? <clears throat> Unbelievers are bound only by the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And we that's that's our sanctification, right? Where in justification God does it all. He regenerates our heart he causes the scales to be removed from our eyes and mm-hmm. the plugs to come out of our ears, and he gives us a heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone, and yeah, we can amen. understand and respond to the gospel. Um, but, and I always remembered this, I think this is a good way to remember it, sanctification is the part that involves our cooperation, right? He's still, he's still <clears throat> right. everything is a gift from him, our, our faith, the prompting of the Spirit, but we can choose, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that, as believers, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, we we sometimes fall back. We choose yeah, to sin, yeah, as opposed to choosing to to walking in the spirit. Right. right. And so, that the point is, you know, that I think that we're getting at here with with Paul's that is that God now has made it possible through the death of His Son, yeah, and the work right. of His Son for us to be bound Amen. by the Spirit, Amen. And so, do it. Do absolutely I, I think not always easy <laughs> I,
2: I think of king david who said he said teach me to do your will for you are my god let your good spirit lead me on level ground yeah that's you could of you verses. could totally translate that is hey apart from god's spirit you're going to be on the ups and downs of this life yeah. you know and you think about jesus and and i think it's in matthew 4 1 he says then jesus was led up this is Jesus. This is God in the flesh. He was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And, you know, I, you were, you and I were talking on the break about traveling, and I was thinking about uh, I enjoy traveling if I know I'm going on vacation. <laughs> I don't mind traveling right. if I know I'm going right. on vacation. Right. I didn't mind traveling to the Philippines. You and I went to the Philippines. And why is that? Because I was on mission. We were on mission to go do what God had called us to go do. Right. I think about driving with my mother-in-law every every you know Christmas and spring. I drive her back and forth to Chicago. I enjoy that trip. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be careful. I love my mother-in-law. Now, 16 hours in the car with your mother-in-law will challenge you. But I love it because, in a, in a sense, I'm on a mission, mm-hmm. you know. And I think knowing that we're, we're going to be led into the wilderness sometimes,
1: but we better be led by the Spirit. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and, and the idea that in verses 22 and 23 here, to your point, Paul is compelled to go to, go to Jerusalem. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, as you said, you would, you wouldn't go in your own flesh, but because he is bound by the Spirit, he, in his mind he has no choice it's yep. not even a decision yep. and 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 you know again to your point how many times do i hem and haw <laughs> and fall and oh, fail to, to to walk yeah. in the spirit um i was thinking about peter um
2: that the the in acts 10 19 peter has had this vision cornelius has had this vision and all of a sudden three men are knocking at peter's door hey <laughs> cornelius had this vision peter's had a vision also this blanket coming down what is common is clean you know and and this vision from the spirit to go to cornelius to proclaim the gospel how easy would it have been for
1: peter to go mm, there's no way i'm going right. to the gentiles right because you know? everything he had learned prior to that Went against that absolutely, including God's own law. Exactly right, and that. But now God's changing it, and how would Peter know that if he wasn't in the Spirit? Exactly. And I think the phrase, right? We know the phrase is there, right? And John uses that a lot in Revelation. On the Lord's Day, I was in the Spirit, right? Yes, that's right. And 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 the Spirit uh, directs. I, I was thinking about this also. Not only does the Spirit lead us into missions but sometimes he prevents us Absolutely. from going places. And we have that, <clears throat> that text from earlier in, um, in, in Acts 16 where Paul you know wanted to go to, in one direction. And in 16, 6 to 7, it says, And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysa, Mysa, They attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Hmm. That's a a little bit of a mysterious passage. (laughs) And and, and so I guess the point is, though, it's not wrong that Paul desired to go to those places. Right, exactly. But the Spirit had reasons that Paul was unaware of. And, and, you know, I've mentioned this before. Doug um, had talked to me about this again going on the Philippine trip where he said, don't pray whether you should go. The, the, the default answer is almost, you know, when, when opportunities get put in front of us, let our default answer be, yes, I want to serve. Yeah. But pray that God would put up obstacles exactly if he doesn't want us to yeah. do that. And that's that's also being led and bound by the Spirit.
2: And only can the Spirit do that. The, the Spirit is what, you know, causes us and gives us the ability to see. that's where, you know, when Jesus said, uh, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever you know this idea also of um well you know you need to be filled with the spirit you know like as if there are multiple fillings of the spirit no we know that when we surrender to christ his spirit enters into us i don't need continual filling what i need is continual yielding yes you know, and I think that's where we're getting at. And I, I know I'm I maybe splitting words there because I know a lot of people would say, you know, we need to be filled with the Spirit. Okay, we are filled with the Spirit. The Spirit dwells inside of me. The problem is not that I need another filling. I have all the Spirit I could yeah. ever need. Yeah. The problem is my flesh wants to yield to the flesh, yeah. and and we're called, we're commanded to yield to the Spirit. Yeah. In other words, give the Spirit. The power let let that power of the spirit and the power that comes through that yep. live out in your life
1: and, and I and I don't think you're splitting words there or hairs there because I think it is an important distinction because the, the idea that we need to be filled again and again with the Spirit as opposed to we are filled with the Spirit the moment we become believers is that it, it's an important distinction in that. God doesn't take His Spirit away. If if we say that we've got to be filled again and again with His Spirit, it implies inherent in that is that somehow the Spirit departs from us, right? Right? And He doesn't. <clears throat> right? We depart from Him. We depart to your point from yielding, but He's He never changes. He He the promise is that He'll never leave us or forsake us. The promise is that, so that we've it, and you you mentioned Colossians, right? Isn't it Colossians that talks about We've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. Exactly, right? and so there's no God doesn't go anywhere. We do. Yeah, and, absolutely. And so I think your point is a good one. Well, I think
2: Romans eight five it says for those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, it's talking about the, the the redeemed, they set the things on. Of the spirit, it goes on in verse six. It says, "For the mind set on the flesh is death, mm-hmm. but the mind set on the spirit is life yeah. and peace." Yeah. Wow! Why, after reading that, it's really a promise that for those who are in Christ, the Spirit dwells in us. Why would I set my mind on anything that's death? Yet, set your mind on life and peace, mm-hmm. which comes through the Spirit.
1: And the answer to your first to your question there is why would we do that? Not not that I have the definitive answer, but I think one of them is because we believe the lies right. of, the, of our flesh, right. and we believe the lies of the enemy. And I, I remember reading a line in a John Eldridge book a while back that was something along the lines of um, thinking that thinking that you know or believing that imposters in my yeah. life. Yeah were real yeah. um or were or, or you know were were to be pursued and um and I think that's where and, and the other pragmatic or practical thing I wanted to mention there is about being in the spirit and I this is I'm preaching to myself here right right do it even when you don't feel like it i was going to say yeah that's... because it's not about our feelings yeah it's about God's uh, Let me cl- close,
2: because you, you read this in verse 23, and we'll close with this. that says, Except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. In other words, he's going by the Spirit knowing that bonds and afflictions await him. It's a very convicting thought. By the way, I got a text from Doug. Pray for his mother right now. They just took
1: her back okay. for hip replacement. So. Okay.
2: Just wanted to mention that. Great,
1: Thank you for listening today, folks. Uh, Brad will be back tomorrow with a player to be named later. (laughs) And uh, we're still working that out. But I'll be here Wednesday. Uh, Brad will have a guest, Danny Murphy, it looks like, on Thursday. And I'll be back with Brad on Friday. So we're looking forward to a good week. Hope you'll join us here on SWAT Radio.